It is Wednesday, the 25th of October 2017, and this is episode 321 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. I'm Chris and Ian's here as well. Hello, Ian. Evening, Chris. Uh, sorry, a bit late with this one. Um, other things happened and I got ill. I'm just about better now. Oh, I was going to say we're both ill. We, did, we <laughs> delayed one week because I had no voice. And then That's we, true, and, yes. And then we delayed last week because you had no energy. Good point. So. There's a little <laughs> bit more than just no energy, but yeah, okay. Um, just you, you and your cough. Uh, no, I'm going. To, don't don't encourage it. I'm going to really struggle. Okay, so we won't in, we won't encourage the cough. Let's get on with the news. Um, quick, some quick updates. Um, no surprise to anyone. Uh, Uber has lodged its appeal over its London ban, and during that appeal period, which could take months, uh, they will still be allowed to operate. And they're still in the meantime talking to Transport for London to try and get them to uh, overrule. Yeah, uh, it's just going to be some sort of safety. We all know Uber needs to change some things and um, they'll, they'll change some things and tweak it and get the license back and everybody will look heroic. So, A moment's silence for the death of Windows Phone. That's enough. Um, so they basically have come out and said that no one used it. Developers didn't want to develop for it. Even when we made, paid and basically chucked apps at the platform, no one cared. So although users did quite like it, um, developers, and it just didn't grab anything, and Microsoft now said, right, fine, only security updates. So they, Microsoft are good at that. They do keep up to date with their security. They don't just completely drop people who have spent their hard-earned cash. Um, so, yep, yeah, they're, they're moving away from that, and they're just be, they'll build for other applications, uh, sorry, other platforms. Yeah, and the apps that are built are very good. You know, I, I, use, I use the Office apps on iOS, and they are tickety-boo. They have got their stuff together haven't they yeah uh, so this and this was um joe um belfior probably pronounced it wrong so he heads up that kind of windows mobile platform and he was just open on twitter just saying tried very hard to incentivize app you know development you know and developers you know yeah. they paid for apps they wrote their own apps and but they couldn't get the volume and it, and because they can't get the volume they can't get the apps and because you can't get the apps you can't get the volume and um there you go. and everyone uses android or ios that they were coming late to the party and it also got it got whole it all got caught up in that whole horrible initial release of windows um you know 10 that didn't go well it was eight put sorry windows 8 it was windows 8 it yeah, yeah it was windows so 8 and, and it really it really got caught up around that whole everyone started hating that tile interface because it got the connotations of it it just doesn't work and some of the tile interface i actually thought i'd met it i think there was bits of it i actually thought i'd oh but there's things that now come out onto other platforms don't they so they yeah they just get stolen uh, the yeah. other thing that microsoft have kind of quietly killed um, just today is a connect so they're no longer making connect in any way shape or form they will support it for anybody that has one yeah so again another one that amazing technology just didn't even when even forcing it on everyone it just didn't didn't hook did it no there we go um, another some news story this week: um, the WPA2 wireless protocol has had a weakness found out, uh, which basically allows someone to be a man in the middle and therefore read and intercept anything that's travelling over your wireless network. Um, 
I mean, theoretically, HTTPS transactions are not uh, accessible, but apparently there are weaknesses around that as well. So essentially, this is a this is a massive thing that affects anyone's routers, anyone's devices, anyone's operating systems, and actually was very wide ranging. Now, some platforms have actually been quietly fixed already ahead of this news coming out, um, but there are you know uh, there must be billions of <laughs> devices that are left unprotected so they haven't covered it much in the news and i don't know whether that's um deliberate to try and you know try and get the so people could because when when this first released there were no fixes there were no patches available uh, for the majority of platforms and i wonder whether the the quietness of the news is just to let companies actually build these things because it's such a wide ranging weakness that um, it's pretty damn serious. Yeah, and I think it's also, um, I think the problem probably all the tech companies in the tech industry, and then hence the news try to report it, is it's hard to explain. Because mm. cause security is always hard for people because pe everybody wants things to be easy. You know, so putting, yeah. on, putting on like, you know, passwords to unlock the phones, why would I want to do that? And that's why they're kind of using your thumb to unlock it is, you know, that works really well because it is once you've set it up, yeah. That's dead easy. I don't need to put a passcode in. Happy days. But I still, I still know lots of people that will not do it. Just refuse mm. to do it. They will not use Apple Pay because they're forced to put a, a pin in. And they don't want a pin. Mm. Um, so I think, I think, I think you're right. There's a, there's a quietness, and whether it's due to difficult in explanation or the fact that, you know, there's a lot of platforms yet patched. You know, so I think, yeah, I think you'd uh, expect someone like the Daily Mail to be up in arms <laughs> and and have sort of predicted the end of uh, the universe. Yeah, but there'll be some. Now. Some celebrity tips out that's far more important for dealing with. Let's be honest. They, so anyway, um, they, they, the patches are coming. Um, then again, not widespread, but you will have to make sure. Well, it's a good idea to make sure your devices are all up to date with the latest patches uh, as soon as you can. Um, and uh, you know, there even goes as far as saying for some systems, you shouldn't really be using your Wi-Fi at this point uh, if you want to stay. Uh, completely you know protected <clears throat> and the kind of thing that they use you know can happen you can have people injecting code straight into web pages that you're viewing they can inject malicious malicious stuff they can basically gain access to bits they shouldn't have access to and see things like uh, web addresses and passwords and all sorts going on so yeah uh, it's a pretty ugly one so make sure you keep on top of it and the hacker has to be local to you you know, so don't yes they have to be within wireless range yeah. so so it's not something that you know unless there's somebody sitting outside in the van outside your house and can see your network sure. you know so there's a, i guess there's some health warnings around that but equally me connecting to a, a guest wi-fi network in a shopping mm. center what are you connecting to how do you know somebody's not injected and exactly. that and that's where yeah. the issues are um and i think there's so it's like latest androids are getting some protection um latest ios is in beta all the iOS and Apple, you know, TV and watch, et cetera, are all getting updates, but that's all in beta right now. So I guess we're waiting for probably next week or the week after. But then you think about all your things like, I'm just looking at my Philips Hue sensors. All that They're crap. All, you know, <laughs> I'm seeing all crap. All the Alexas and things like oh. that. Every, all the hundreds of things that now talk over the wireless protocols yep. um, need to have, be addressed. And I think there's a good everything. chance that the big brands will address them. So you're, you know, mm. you know, you're, Echo platforms and you know all your um, Hue platforms and yeah. think think there's a good but if you think of the thousands of IoT type devices now that people pick up and buy will they really get updated? 
and all uh, well most of them will be based around kind of a unixy operating system and unix is one of the most strongly affected um so again i don't really know the technical details but it's something to do with the four-way handshake that takes place when you negotiate a, a wireless thing and they're they're injecting a a zero field key which then allows them to um you know bypass security which they you know a key should be protecting but anyway i don't really know the details as far as i got uh, in understanding them okay so um tbh <laughs> ever heard of the app tbh i i, I hadn't at all <laughs> so i guess it means to be honest or something on those lines um but this is a new app that seems to be spawning a lot of downloads and therefore as happens in the tech world of seeing a lot of users so uh, five million downloads and 2.5 million uh, daily active users in a nine week period so uh, that's pretty pretty stellar expansion but yeah this is one of these kind of voting apps the ones that have turned insidious before where people started voting this is an anonymous voting app so you there's, there's subjects of this so there's it's basically to do with people where where we've seen badness in the past where they've you know been pretty rude about the questions and then been bullied bullied you know people have been bullied and uh you know almost terrorized because of it they're they're now saying this is a positivity app only so you can only ask positive questions um apparently it's been a big big thing and facebook have bought it so and and this again has no possibility of ever going wrong <laughs> but i guess i guess it just shows you how how strongly facebook well you know sort of they either buy or clone any competitor anybody that's getting some traction clone it buy it it's, and this was clearly small enough i don't think there's massive sums of money hundred million, you know so it's it's, it's like it, well it's obviously big money but it's not no but it's like about probably farted more last night <laughs> <laughs> and um so 100 million he's bought this company and um, there's the four you know co-founders have joined as official facebook employees and again they were, I think they think the stat was if you look at the kind of top 10 free apps you know it's like this was mm. the one that facebook didn't own because they've got whatsapp and they've got instagram yeah. and they've cloned the other ones like snapchat that, that mm -hmm. they, they couldn't buy you know they've just they've just robbed everything out of snapchat and put it in, uh, in instagram and they tried to put it in facebook but it never really took off but it, it is all there they say they're letting this company do their own thing although the the yeah the people will become official facebook employees so they'll have a facebook email address instead um, which they've done on other platforms as well, and we've not heard any issues along those lines that you know people have moaned about once they've been consumed by Facebook. But there you go. Um, it's interesting. Hundred million in your pocket means you can go on a good holiday. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess interesting point. Maybe it's back to the branding. You know, they've got a nice simple brand that seemed to have picked up and got traction. You know, and that's maybe the thing that they were buying the the platform and brand and the sure. Rather, than I the might be cynical, but. It doesn't take a lot to turn a what sounds like a positive question into a negative one, does it? I, I think this is. I think there's going to be a bad stink around this app in the next, let's say, three months. It was just your, your your question reminded me of an old an old thing that I heard years and years ago about you can't you can't have you you know two what was it two two positive doesn't make a negative, and the guy's reason replies I write. <laughs> so. <laughs> Right. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Um, Twitter CEO uh, has promised to crack down on hate, violence and harassment with more aggressive rules. This is, again, we you know, we seem to 
talk about Twitter's new approach. There's, there's, again, there's big stink around Twitter at the moment, all around how it doesn't control its users base. And and Twitter's like, we're just trying to expand our user base. We don't want to annoy the people that are already here. Um, anyway, there's been an awful lot in the news recently about the things they've been doing. Yep, there has. And, and, and just the only thing I was going to say, because you said about expanding the platform, their platform has been like flatlined, even though you know Trump and, and the fact that Trump uses it as his main you know, way of communicating, you would have thought it just seems yeah, to have, but then, then all, it's flatlined. All the news channel already just regurgitate exactly. that straight out. Exactly, but news, it's just, so it's just flatlined. They don't need to have that Twitter account. It's but, like... and, and, I, and I think the, the, I guess the accusation with Twitter is that there's so many things you could have done. You keep on saying it's a hard problem. That there's so many things they could have done and kicked people off the platform, but they know, they know the challenge around that. You know they've went public. You know they report yep. on numbers. The numbers aren't great, um, but they had to do something because the abuse that is a fairly toxic. It, for me and you, it's not toxic. As in, we're not. You know, nothing's going to happen to us on it. We don't post that much. We use it more as a news platform and mm-hmm. understanding what's going on. And and every so often you get Twitter. You know, you know gems where people are talking to. You know, not necessarily celebs, but you know, a, a famous scientist or somebody that's got a real important view, or a politician, and you get an engagement that you would never, you would, you yeah, have no it's chance. Direct, it feels like a direct engagement, and it often is when it's yeah, the right. But it's the it's the abuse. It's when you know, you know, when a feminist makes a point, and you know, two thousand you know bots slash you know white white males that are going to you know abuse you and you know dox you and you know. I don't think it's. I don't think uh, it is bots. I think there's just enough. You know, you know, I'm being ge- being very journalistic. So I think there's a lot they could do. But what what they're going to do is that that what what they're basically saying now is they're going to be more aggressive around you know banning people, removing hate topics, and um, banning images that are you know offensive to people. Um, Have they said how they're going to do this? Because they've tried to do that with more people, but I just don't think they probably haven't got enough people to do what they need to do about that. Um, it's not fully public yet. All the, all what the, they're actually going to do. Okay. Uh, yeah, all, all they're making sure is that they're saying to people, you know, so they're, um, so there's, there's going to be, they're going to more aggressive around the current rules because there's a lot of people say, you know, if you, if you, if you applied your, your current rules, you know, mm-hmm. if Trump would be thrown off straight away, he's try to start a war, he's try to, you know, threaten, you know, he's a bully and all that kind of stuff, so he'd mm-hmm. be thrown off, and they're not going to do that. No. Um, you know, so that that and and the very first response from Jack who tweeted this was somebody saying the very you know follow your own terms of service and ban Donald Trump. You know that is that your terms of service are clear, but you're not mm. you're not applying them. But they're also saying they're going to bring in some new rules. Um, so especially around unwanted sexual advances, non-consensual nudity, hate symbols, violent groups, and tweets that glorify violence. So I wonder whether, um, you know, they're, they'll they'll say, they'll come up with some statement that says, but we're going to do this via a combination of real people and algorithms. Uh, you know, things like nudity, they've already got algorithms around the network that, that sort of identify that and filter stuff. So I'm sure it will expand from there. And maybe, you know, let's see what they come up with. Um, yeah, but this, this story has been ongoing now. We've probably been talking about it for, like a year and, and i think just... i think to be fair to them the, the people that have been as i said we've not been so we're just kind of talking about it mm. and people that have been affected have said it has got better right okay but there's but there's Good. so many things where where people who had been impacted by you know so they, they would kick off a user but they just go and register a new you know register a new you know name and just mm. start doing it again 
So there's things you can do around IPAs and they weren't doing that. There's a number of different things that they could do. It's not it's not rocket science and other platforms are doing it. Again, it just it feels it does feel a bit like and and maybe it's me being bit cynical but yeah they they don't want to affect that anything they do on this is going to affect their numbers and then people are going to realize quite how many of though the twitter accounts that do exist uh duplicate accounts or side accounts or whatever or just general <laughs> made up accounts so they're i guess they're a bit resistant to do that because they don't want that information kind of public absolutely and, and we saw that about you who they were saying they've had what two billion or three billion mm. Three billion accounts leaked or whatever, and it's like there's only three point six billion people online, so mm. they went all with you. So another Twitter thing this week was the ad transparency. So this was, I think this is breaking today actually. That they're basically be gonna if there's a political advert, uh, they're going to give extra information about where the funding for that adverts come from, uh, and also if you click into it, it'll sort of show you that how that advert is being displayed to you so with the demographics behind that advert and who they're focusing it on so giving away quite a lot of uh information from that advert but they it's all to do with the kind of the political storm around uh russia's uh, assistance in the, the yeah. US elections and, and it's reached the senate so the senate the, you know the, the senate were proposing bringing in um um regulations and legislation and that that kind of scares a lot of these companies mm. obviously because it's it can be fairly impactful. So what they try to do is is um, get ahead of the game and and appease that. Um, so yeah, there, there would be a transparency center um, allow you to view what advertising campaigns are currently active on the site. You know, mm-hmm. so you would it would be clear um, a label for ads funded by political campaigns, um, including details on who the ad was targeted at. You know, so if you were served up an ad, you know, because because they believe you're a, you know, I don't know white under 20 you know whatever you know that would it would tell you what demographic that they're chasing after so you would mm-hmm. understand why you're getting it um, unspecified penalties for marketing firms that push political ads without being transparent about their origin which is um mm. of interest in how they how they work. unspecified penalties it sounds a bit like they haven't made them yet yeah they don't know what <laughs> and, and how they're going to how they're going to how they're going to find that you know yeah. it's, it's and more shared information about how long an ad campaign has been running which is like yeah fine but a lot of that is again. It's all back to the election last year and all the influence of Russia, etc. Well, it was the Russian election in the US, and it was also um, various interferences in our in the UK elections as well. That or and different organisations that. Well, there's there's still that with around around Brexit and the general election. You know, people have been targeting, and there's been lots of. And the, most of the issue is that people. I, I say most of the issue. It's not really the. One of the issues is that obviously it only shows those adverts. It's not like they can see a TV advert campaign where you can actually, everyone has a chance to see what's being said so that it can be countered. In this case, it was only shown to people that they they were aiming at. And it was a message that they want, they really didn't come with any scrutiny because someone who was against the message or potentially could offer a counter message didn't ever get to see that. No, and I think that's a big difference now. So you, I guess... Um, I was being old, but I guess we were used to the um, you know part of political broadcast, bef- you know, just before the news or whatever, and it yeah, would be yeah. this is for but everyone this is, gets a chance this is to for watch. conservatives, this is for Labour, and now because I I'll, I'll go back to Brexit and and it was like there's a whole load of stuff happening and people talking, and it's like I'm not seeing any of this, and we're not seeing any of it yet, and it's just but and, and there is a there is a and, and I don't a bit of me agrees, but there is a there's a kind of theory that you should go and follow. You know, prominent. You know, if you're left wing, go and follow prominent right wing people to understand what's being said and understand the conversation. Mm. But it's just there's only so much hate you can take. Almost sounds grown up. That. I I know, and I, and I don't I, I don't I don't kind of follow it to be honest. 
No, I agree. Uh, I see some of you see. Yeah. Um, basically, they've added <laughs> onto their Google Play platform, so their the App Store. They've added instant apps uh, via a try it now button. So these are apps that have been built using uh, technology that allows them to be delivered over web, basically. Um, so small chunks that allow things to load instant, instantly over that kind of protocol. Um, and now in their app store, you can do that. So you don't have to download anything. You can just click try now and those apps will load well, virtually instantly. Yes. Um, it, it felt like a, it's weird. It, it felt like a natural evolution of what they've been doing. But at the same time, apps for me just seem to install so quickly anyway. It's like, yeah, they, it, I mean, don't forget we have a really good package, you know, deal, and it's about bandwidth chewing up and things like that. People might worry. Oh, more. okay, no, that's a fair. But, but you yeah, are yeah, yeah. right; they don't seem to take very long. No, it was. Um, if this was announced six years ago, you'd be like, "Wow, mm. you know, that's 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 amazing." But it doesn't. At the end of the day, though, the data's got to get to your phone somehow. It's a bit like you know, streaming anything we see it in games and stuff now you don't have to wait for the whole thing to have completed but you do have to have a bit of appearance and maybe like the um you know that old metric about web pages if it takes more than 10 seconds you just give up and move on mm. maybe that's the same maybe there's certain apps you'll do you'll be like oh I'd, I'd, yeah I'd, I'd, i don't want to wait at all and i guess i try it now on a an app you know is going to be a just use it once and then never use it again kind of thing yeah Mm. I can see, I can see a place for it. Plus, it just shows how far the web again technologies and and all those kind of things have moved. Um, Google had a sneaky chip on their Pixel Two. This was a. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it, it sounds from from everything that's transpired. Basically, there's a there's a an image processor chip, which is basically a system on a whatever they call it. Um, Whole, basically it's a whole chip and it, uh, intent, its main pro purpose is to do HDR content so it can instantly apply HDR effects to your photos that get taken. I've heard good things about Pixel 2 and its camera and part of that is going to be helped now by this um, processor. So it sounded like it wasn't ready when the Pixel 2 launched. The software actually wasn't ready. Um, so this is going to be a kind of a nice surprise to anyone who's bought Pixel 2 that their image processing will now speed up and be even more efficient. Yeah, and I think it shows the importance of of some of these, you know. So it's it's not just enough to have, you know, a fast processor inside anymore. You've got all these. I think we saw Apple publicly talk about it first when they started. Remember they talked was it a, a motion? Was it the motion processor? Remember they had one that was like doing the counting steps and doing other bits and yes. pieces. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, and. And it's and the other manufacturers are doing more like this now. It's like dedicated but chips. It's so small now and so power efficient. Yes. That, that you you know they they just chuck extra chips. It's amazing. It's not just like extra a bit of logic. It's actually a separate, complete separate chip for doing dedicated tasks. It's amazing. Um, but also it does make you think, what other chips do we <laughs> they keep chucking in these things and what are they doing with them? Because I guess this is found by. Uh, either people looking into the software or looking at the hardware breakdowns maybe but um i just it wouldn't be hard to sneak another chip in nowadays no and and there's lots obviously that i know that we don't understand and there's all this stuff you know well all the security ones i was going to say you've got you've got your security enclave type chips that are on there and you know we're seeing face id with a new iphone and that's got a that's seemingly on some sort of security enclave chip that that only allows for one face can't have Mm. multiple faces that's i'm yeah I'm suitably impressed. Yeah, and, and anyway, if you've got a, pic, a, a Pixel Two, then you'll be 
pretty happy with that. I'm sure. Yeah, and the other thing is they're saying that at the moment HDR is, is the kind of first app that is using this, but expect more over time. Yes, Which, so it's obviously a dedicated processor chip that they can then, you know, enhance and use for whatever purpose they want. Which it's a very googly thing to say. Expect more Indeed. to come. We'll tell you later on. Let's move on to Amazon, shall we? Uh, and they have released uh, their waterproof Kindle Oasis. So this is a seven-inch screen. It's a kind of more. Uh, it's a slightly different design from their kind of what, what we're used to at the moment, um, but quite streamlined and. Basically, the selling point of this is uh, it's got a high-resolution screen, but it can be dropped in water without too much of issue. So if you want to read in the bath or if you want to read on the seafront, you don't have to worry about uh, getting it wet. Um, It's it's fine. Um, Again, Kindle has been one of those things. It's the only real e-reader that's stuck, isn't it? Yeah, Sony. I seem to remember Sony did quite well. And then there was a couple other kind of. Was but it, they don't. But they never come up in tech news. And maybe no, that's just no, it's, no. Thing. Kindle's one. You know, mm. it's like I, I, I've I've got in the back of my head that at some point Sony either killed it or, or sold it off, and it was Barnes and Noble not doing their own, and, uh, it, and, it, right. and it yeah, died. Yeah, right. And Kindle's Kindle's one. And I was actually surprised at this because I was part of me was like, are people still buying Kindles? Mm. Um, just with apparently, ta- reading is still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but this does audible as well which is another great feature so it'll actually play audible um you know spoken word as well so it's kind of your whole books and audio it's great i think i think i think it sounds like a good no, product I, I, I mean i was quite tempted by it yeah and your, your thing about audible is a really good point because i was going through it and, and they were talking about the storage on it was quite high you know they were talking about yeah it goes up to 32 gig and i was like why would you want 32 gig for like mm. i mean that is like that's like all books yeah but it's the audible side <laughs> you know yeah, so exactly. it's, it's and that, that's yeah. and that was it was like ah of course they do audible yeah. you know and and that's you know that's that's where their guess is a big and and i must admit i'm not a, a massive reader i'll read magazine i'll read lots of tech news and stuff but long form i really struggle with and i did my first audio book this year mm-hmm. and at first i was like oh i'm not really enjoying this but then i kind of got into it and got very hooked very quickly Get, um, waves for me because um, I find the traditional places that people think to you know, listen to audiobooks, whether that be walking or maybe driving along, I find that I, I never have that attention that I want to give to it. So I keep having to go back to sections. Yeah, I found the walking I get an, I, really easy to do with, with an audiobook. It's just when suddenly something happens that you have to just meet and you just realise I haven't listened for the last, you know, what would be a page and a half. Oh, okay. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried, I must admit, I tried it at work and I was like, no. <laughs> you, no. you, you need to focus and and you yeah. you it's, and sometimes i listen to podcasts you know if i'm if i'm if i'm grunting through a you know a document or whatever i can do a podcast because you can miss bits of the podcast and yes exactly you it, don't it does not necessarily so critical yeah. no but when you're i was listening to this book and i was like what and yeah, I, I, I did exactly. i did stop putting some music instead and then we listened to the chapter it was like oh okay interestingly last prime day was the biggest selling day for um the uh, Kindle, even though the whole focus was around the Alexa app and all the, the Alexa uh, products, uh, that is interesting. But the Kindle still was the one that everyone bought more of. I guess it's well, the biggest selling day. It doesn't mean they bought more of them, but they're they're still going strong, you know. So, but so many people now know Prime Day is the time to buy Amazon yeah, products. Just don't buy any Amazon products until Prime Day, you know, unless you're looking for day one on any of the new Echoes. It's like wait till Prime Day and you'll get what a tenner off. At least a tenner, and they're already cheap. So yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yes, um, Alexa has had its uh, uh, update to allow it to tell voices apart. So this was one of its kind of weak, weaker points. Um, people like Google did were able to detect different voices and things, and now the Alexa uh, app can as well. Uh, so that if you have a multi-user household, uh, you can have your own sort of playlists, shopping lists, all those kind of things, schedules and stuff like that. And it's identified yet yeah, by your voice. Really, I mean, they're still they're still pumping out the updates. It's um, it's good, it's get making it more and more of a rounded product every time we you know we talk about it. Absolutely, you know. So we think the multi-room module is a big upgrade, and this is another one as well. Yep. Uh, Amazon has got a new service that lets delivery people drop uh, products through your front door when they're delivering a package. Um, this is Amazon Key. Yeah. I, I've, this is the first I've heard of it. I saw right, okay. it's based around their it's based around their uh, the new Amazon camera. Is it Cloud Cam? They're calling them. Yeah. So they've got um, a, they've got a Cloud Cam service which you can which is going to be like your Nest cameras and things like that. So security focused storage of your who, whenever there's motion detection or whatever. Yep, but but, but what they've done is they've, they've launched this Amazon key service. So if you're a Prime member in 37 cities across America, um, America, you for two hundred fifty dollars they'll they'll give you well they sell your camera and also a smart lock for your door. Um, if you're already if you already have a smart lock, um, you can pick up a cloud cam for one hundred forty dollars. Um, and Amazon will come and hook all this up for free as well. So they're obviously, you know, quite happy to come and do the installs. Um, and then once you've got that up and running, you can pick an in-the-home delivery option when you order from Amazon Prime. Um, so instead of saying, like, just deliver to the house or deliver to our local shop, you can say, no, deliver in my house. When the package arrives, courier will scan a barcode. The barcode checks. Um, it checks. It cloud, cam, cloud cam, sorry, it starts recording. It sends a notification to the phone. And they can swipe to unlock the door and drop the package inside. And you obviously but theoretically, can, you will then if it, if the net if it starts recording, you will see you that get notified. They just came into your door, dropped the package, and and didn't wander but, off. But you also get notified. So I'm guessing the notification will be you know your you know kudos arrived, kudos now opened the door, package now been left. Yeah, and you can and check you can the just camera. Check that they did open the door and shut it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess smart locks for me is the one big what could possibly go wrong moment for this. I, I, Having some sort of, you know, Wi Fi being as we, as strong as <laughs> we've talked about today, I would just bleep unlock the door. It's put like like a car unlock, you know, bleep bleep. I do not like the idea of a smart lock, even though I've got I've actually the amount of smart stuff in my house is actually growing. You know, so I've got mm. got Hue and I've got Blink cameras, and I've got the Hive. I've now got my smart electrical meter fitted now. So there's a whole lot of things that are all like buzzing away. But I don't like the idea of a smart lock. Can I just... But you know that's all just locks on houses are pretty relevant anyway. Someone wants to get in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's still... It's still I understand. Something... I'm, I'm with you. I remember watching, there was a really brilliant, I think it was probably Channel 4 um, uh, program quite a few years ago now with these design... This, pair of designers and they would just design and solve everyday problems and one of them was how people didn't lock their houses properly they didn't deadlock their houses because it was too annoying so they ended up with this kind of it was an uh, clearly ahead of its time it was basically as you left the house you pressed a key just like you would with a car and the whole house just went sort of effectively bloop bloop and it deadlocked itself everywhere and this is you know that relied on your locks being electronic and this is kind of the modern day equivalent of that but 
yeah, you're allowing someone who's at your door just to open it using a, a barcode that they're scanning. And conceptually, you're, I mean, you're, I, I guess thinking it through, you, I mean, the, the car, we all trust the car. I'll just turn, walk, press the button. Mm. I don't do want to check it's locked, but is there something about house and car being very different? I, yeah, I agree. I, um, I think there's, there's, you know. So this, the, this, this news kind of came out today. And initially yep, I was like, so see if I didn't have a mum sitting at home, I'd be like, I'd be quite tempted. It's just about gadgets and stuff that I buy. This is, you know, and, you know, just, and Shaq straight away was like, well, he stays in flats and he, he always has, he's had a number of times where he has been at home and he will get told you were not in, you need to come mm -hmm. and pick this up. And it's and, like, and, that is. That, that and also in flats, if you, if they do leave something on the doorstep uh, and as a, you know, you can ask for them just to leave things on the doorstep they can get pilfered and all sorts of things go missing. Or if the courier just says left it on your doorstep, you know, things go missing. So absolutely um, interesting. Cloud cam is going to be a standalone proposal. So it is, you know, like a Nest security camera. So you can just go and buy them separately and they'll have various packages of those coming out uh, somewhere in time in November. But this extra service on top of that is quite intriguing for sure. Uh, another kind of combination um, site called Movies Anywhere. Is going to allow you to watch anything you've bought. I say anything. The idea eventually will be that you can watch any app, uh, like movies that you've bought from Amazon or Google Play or iTunes. Um, and doesn't matter where you've purchased it from, you'll be able to watch it in this one single app, Movies Anywhere. Uh, currently, it's a little bit limited in the number of titles um, that it supports. However, they see that growing going forward. So so I should have put a little health warning right at the start of this. It's America only right now. And I know we mm. try to not do too many America only things. So we're probably about four months away from it being. And I hope so. This used to be called Disney's movies anywhere. It's been running in America mm. for years. And uh, it was all just around the, the, the kind of the Disney titles. Yes, and, it meant that you could buy Peter Pan once and then it would So, so you bought it. Peter Pan on iTunes and you could watch it in your Amazon Fire. Yeah. You know, so and, and it was like that is fantastic. You know, that is me that is me buying the movie, being able to watch it and, and just be platform agnostic and, and and that has been always the issue. Like if you buy your Amazon Fire, you're not gonna have iTunes on it. You buy your Apple yeah. TV, I can't get Amazon on it. You know, and you're yeah. like, Oh, this is as a consumer, uh, this is crap for me. Mm -hmm. Um so what it looks like they've done is they've they've stripped off the Disney part of it and they've got all of the major movie companies apart from I think it's Paramount is the only one. Um, that is saying they're not on board. Uh, Lionsgate and Paramount, mm -hmm. um, and and for all intents and purposes, people have signed up and it's working really well. So you can, people have been signing into uh, signing up for movies anywhere, and lo and behold, there's all the iTunes movies they've bought and they can watch them on uh, their Amazon Fire, and yep. that's that is for a consumer really good. Uh, and you need to go and link your accounts in there. So if you link two more accounts, you'll get free copies of five movies. And five but movies it sounds like the big providers have all signed up to this as something they know that there's a problem that needs to be solved and they're happy to do that. Um, so that they're, they're on board with this idea, which is good because uh, that's obviously the first thing they don't, they you know, they could be protective over their content. And we, we don't know how wide the content's going to get yet. So we, you know, we, and I think the first have party been, stuff will never be well, probably the, centrally distributed, but the but the actual movies and things coming from other big yeah. I mean the fact that they've got Amazon, Google Play, and iTunes. Mm. I mean yeah, that's that is to get most of it. Yeah, yeah, to get all that in one app or one service that you can, you know, sign up against, get get and share all your content along. I'm guessing someday with either a lot of cash or a lot of sweet, or they're looking at things like 
most people are just going streaming and we're mm. losing lots of revenue. We yeah. need to provide a service for the, for somebody that wants to buy a movie and watch it anywhere. And yeah. it is a see that all that ultraviolet nonsense. That was just it's just painful. You know, and I've got stuff that's that's sitting in ultraviolet or it's sitting in iTunes and it's like mm. it's all too hard. I'm easy yeah. it's easier for me to either and I've got a Blu-ray ripper. So it's easier for me just to buy the Blu-ray and rip it or just pirate bay and just mm. download the bloody thing. You know, and it's frustrating that they, they make it they make it so hard. Moving in the right direction potentially though, so make it I just hope it comes to you no know, UK, rest of the world. I have a strong suspicion it will, but although I guess UK slash Europe is actually a more complicated um, proposition. It's all that licensing. Small markets. It's all the licensing nonsense that gets in the way. Apple has hired uh, an ex Channel 4 executive. Um, We assume into their TV division, uh, and you you assume it's probably for first party content, but this uh, Jay Hunt was the name of the person who's been hired. Um, and they had top role at Channel 4, and they've also worked at BBC Channel 5. So they're big into TV stuff, and Apple have nabbed them. Um, Channel 4 always recognised as an extremely innovative channel. Absolutely, and when when she worked at BBC, I mean, she's responsible for, um, you know, Sherlock with her humans, you know, Channel 4, Gogglebox. Um, yeah. She brought Handmaid's Tale to Channel 4 and Homeland. You know, so there's been... You know, so there's lots... a buzz about the kind of yeah the, oh, the kind of stuff that she ab- absolutely you know and she, you know and Bake Off she was she was you know over the moon that she'd managed to land Bake Off for Channel mm-hmm. Four. You know, obviously it cost a lot of money, but yeah, um, that's that's the way these things go. So, so yeah, Apple, Apple's I guess have dipped a toe in the water with you know Carpool Karaoke and mm-hmm. and Planet of the Apps, which were both junk. Um, but but earlier this year they they brought in two Sony or two ex Sony. Um, Executives who were responsible um, for um, like production of Breaking Bad and Blacklist, mm-hmm. and um, they were also were, were, were involved with do, doing the Crown and Netflix, which is like one of the most expensive programs ever. And um, so Apple are clearly serious. There's rumours that they're, they're basically putting in a billion dollars, um, which compared to Netflix, seven billion every year. You know, so it's not. But Netflix have got that kind of chicken egg scenario, and, they, and, and Netflix have been going for so many years and I've got so much mm. traction so I, I guess this is the you know we know we know Apple are building some sort of video service they announced last week um, that they're doing um, I'm trying to remember the Steven Spielberg show um, oh Amazing Stories is a Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg show from the 80s that they're reviving yep. so that was the kind of first announcement and I guess this just shows that they are looking to um, either sign new you know, new deals or bringing you know, older content to some sort of Amazon, Amazon, Apple video platform like content. Channel 4 type Channel. philosophy seems like a nice fit for Apple. It's kind of left-leaning um, and innovative. And basically they didn't have, you know, it was in in our terrestrial terms, it's quite small and therefore they have to be really efficient and effective with their where their money gets spent. And I guess that's the phase that Apple TV are looking to break into, that kind of early doors, but make every penny count kind of thing yeah it'll be interesting to see because apple have got you know they've had, they've had trouble in the past around about their app platform you know when something's been not family friendly to their liking mm. they've said you know i need to kick you off but then they're, they're happily you know they'll happily have like game of thrones and sell it on their mm. you know video platform and and so there's, there's there's certain things that seem to be it's a no and other things it's like it doesn't matter you know almost turn a blind eye um, and i think with something like you know if you look at if you look at uh, you know, if you look at Netflix, I'm trying to think of you know, things like you know Hulu and HBO. 
they're they're not it's not all like family friendly content no you know the big successes and and some of the best tv definitely isn't you know yes and i'm sure i'm sure like amazon you know celebrated transparent and getting emmy awards and all that kind of stuff that's what apple will be chasing after Mm. yeah yeah definitely um oculus have announced a self-contained vr headset called the oculus go it's going to be coming out 2018 um 199 dollars so this is slightly sort of above their gear vr proposition um but definitely below the kind of rift and this is it's got its screen integrated uh it's got its own sort of app platform but this isn't what they were showing us um i guess last year it's not i can't remember what the name of the they've got a code name haven't they to the product uh, santa cruz that was it um so that was the product where they went indoors and outdoors and it wasn't tied to any leads or anything like that but yet it was still sort of high fidelity this, this isn't that yet it's that kind of stepping stone and a, a similar concept um so it doesn't have any leads it's got integrated uh, sound so you literally just pop this thing on your head and you're in that vr world um screens even got high res uh, and it's got sort of new adaptive uh, adapted lenses um to try and make the experience um that much better obviously it's not up to your pc standard of being a polygons around but for most people this is much more the kind of i think the area they're going to be selling more probably uh than than they are on the rift yeah interesting is just you know do the kind of quality test on it and see how it all see how it all compares for me this because i already have the rift this is a bit out of the reach of what i would consider to be a sensible little just uh, gadget buy. Ex- exactly but having said that, if I didn't have the Rift, then this would certainly be something I'd be dead keen on getting. I think it's I think it's a really good price point, a uh, little bit more sophisticated than the Gear VR, and you don't have to, you know, faff around with your own phone or anything like that. So it's you know yeah, quite and I think you know certainly we've tried Gear VR at work, and you know people are quite, I guess, quite astounded that you know popping the phone in gives you yeah. a really capable product, but it's the popping the phone in, and every time we pop yeah. it in, it wants to do updates, and it's like... Mine was I, always fussy, and the buttons didn't quite work properly, and then it... it it's popping it in, thing. every time we pop it in, which we'll do again tomorrow, because we're doing some demos, that will see need to update. Mm. So, and even though if we're updating in the morning, it'll tell us in the afternoon it needs an update, and it all feels a bit of a faff, and that gets away from it, and it just means you can just pop it on, and you're there. The Rift has stayed at its uh, lower price point, so it temporarily got dropped to 499 now that's 399 including the controller so that's for the headset and the two controllers so based around the original kind of selling price which was i think sort of was it 700 dollars something like that i thought it, i thought it was 599 and oh, yeah, so okay 600 dollars plus another 200 dollars for the controllers for that, for the whereas controllers. the vive was 799 mm, that's sorry that was 699 and came with controllers yes so yeah, yeah. I remember now. So yeah, and but now it's at three nine nine. It's going to stay there apparently, and that is the price for the headset and the controllers. Um, and they've seen an uptick in sales since they did this new price point. Uh, in the UK, that is also three nine nine pounds. So you can now pick up a headset and controllers three nine nine, and that's actually an interesting price point. In that even if you, you know, you're worried about your PC is not necessarily up to scratch. It's now not such a massive investment. I mean, that's a, uh, you know cheaper than xbox console type thing so it's i'm sure they're losing money on it but maybe they've kind of balanced it out with their because their numbers have gone up you get the you know the ingress of all the new people you you actually sell a bit more and we've seen the vive and the oculus both dropped around about the same price now with all the gubbins included um mm. and and it's interesting microsoft had, had announced that mixed mixed reality platform and dell and acer and samsung were releasing devices and they're all going to be cheaper they're all about three fifty to four hundred pound as well. Yeah, so that, so 
now they've kind of almost stamp trying to stamp out that market. Aren't they? I, I I do I do think that might have been the mm. and and who knows you know is the Oculus is that a, is that a year and a bit now a year and a half same with the Vive it, it feels like it's been around Something for like that, yeah. so I'm I'm sure 2018 for both we'll see new versions. Mm. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, they are customizing. Oculus have customized the VR home room, uh, and it's actually going to add desktop window support. So, the home environment where they're, they're going to create a VR home space, a bit like you know, kind of integrating what Facebook was showing off at their kind of Oculus events and Facebook events. Um, they're going to update the kind of avatars. You're going to be able to have people around to your little home space. Um, and you're going to be able to drag windows into VR environments. So if you've got an application, it's going to be very matrixy. You, you know, if you've got an application, you want to view its window, you can drag that in uh, and interact with it using touch controllers and things like that. So uh, interesting updates happening around there. So it shows they're not stagnating. They have got a bit of cash to keep splashing around to kind of keep things fresh. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks. I must admit, I looked. I looked at the kind of video demos of it, and it looked really nice. Yeah, I, I've I've lent my controller, uh, my <laughs> lent my VR headset to someone else for a bit, so I've got no chance to see anything. Well, what they're saying is it's um, in December, so okay, but, uh, as as a beta, so in December. Too. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I need to get it back by December. Yes. All right then. That is the end of what we were going to talk about today. Unless you've got a talking point or anything you want to dig in? Uh, no. Um, Good. <laughs> Good, because well, I'm tired. <laughs> no, I know you're tired. I, I, I am swithering about the iPhone 10. Uh, if well, whether to do, whether to go or no, whether to know. Just do it, because you know you're going to do it anyway. Just whether you do it now or whether you do it a week after it's launched. No, it's whether to do it now or whether I just hang back for you. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I, you're not. I, gonna, you're not going to wait a year. I think. Now. I think with the. I think with all the pent up demand and everybody talking about shortages, even if I do order Friday morning, I'll, I'll be lucky to see it this year, and that's why I'm thinking. Sod it. I should really just wait. But then, Apple you don't just, charge straight wait. away. You well, know, Apple yeah. don't charge. Apple charge when you ship. So there's nothing. Yeah. You know, it's like order it and see if it is December. It's like cancel it. There's been very few times when a new phone's come out and I've said, are you going to buy it? You might as well just do it. That you haven't. <laughs> or haven't just waited a week and done it anyway. Uh, but that's not that's not me. I, you know, go and get something nice. Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know someone who's got one so I can see what it's like. You're a bad man. I am a bad man, but you know I'm right. Um, <laughs> okay, if you that's the end of it, uh, this episode, digitaloutbox.com is our website, info at digitaloutbox.com. If you want to email us, and Twitter is Digital Outbox. I'm on Twitter as Cheesy UK. Uh, blog is academyracer.co.uk. Um, I did put something on there. It was, I put a video up there. You put a video up. Yeah. Which was soon almost, there will be more again. It was almost emotional. It was emotional. Uh, Ian, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on uh, the web. Is he in D- the web? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the web. My personal web. Ent.net uh, for for that nonsense and for Twitter nonsense. It's Shweepa. S H W E E P A. Thank you very much for listening. We shall uh, talk at uh, some point. We'll talk to you again, hopefully soon. November. Novemberish. Uh, it won't be long before things dry up for Christmas, but we'll have hopefully a couple of really busy weeks. See, in my head, it already has. <laughs> Okay, but there might there there'll be a few more things. But we've got Xbox One X not that long away now. That's true. And Mario. Um, Mario's Friday. Friday. Uh, so yeah, 
there's some gaming stuff coming. No, that's true. It's still it's, it's like peak peak games over the next sort of four or five weeks. Yep. Um. So yeah. HD gaming, 4K gaming, I should say. I've got that already. You need you need to buy a PlayStation, honestly. <sighs> oh, um, do, do you have missed it? You have missed. I think the best racing game of this of this generation of consoles. Racing games are so last year. Oh, but, you um, liar! I know. Just I I played I bought Forza and I played it. Uh, yeah. I th- I think I said to you half, and I haven't played it since. So but, half. But it's such a it feels so it feels so empty compared to like firing up Drive Club and playing Drive Club. Yeah, there's something about something about Drive Club that's just that's just there. It's like oh. There you go. You heard it here first. Um, thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you soon goodbye I've got nothing to say